Unless you are willing to experience new things, you will never realize your full potential. This quote was written by Wim Hof, which really resonates with the essence of today's topic as we explore transcending beyond social norms while honoring our authenticity. This is the barefoot path to authenticity. Our authenticity helps us in identifying our needs and values to maximize our potential versus being hidden behind society's expectations. Challengers, welcome back to Challenge Me For You. I'm Nazia Basha. This is season four, episode six. I'm really inspired and excited to discuss this topic on how honoring your authentic needs or values is important than being hidden and depressed and perpetuating these antiquated norms that no longer serve you. However, we are realizing that norms evolve with time, depending on needs. Now, prior to COVID-19, we had a completely different lifestyle. And now we have evolved based on our experiences with this pandemic. Whether we agree or disagree, whether we like it or dislike it, we still had to discover new ways in adapting or learning. So the good news is that life will happen to make us shift from these antiquated paradigms based on what's beneficial in the present moment. And it's really beneficial for us to honor what we value and need to help ourselves despite the external resistance. As long as we're not harming others, we are able to move forward and progress in our lives and hopefully reflect that onto the lives of others. Today, I have a wonderful guest speaker, Mr. Justin Dreyer, who will share his insightful experience of how he's honoring his needs that help him feel authentic with his purpose. And while sometimes that it can come into conflict with society or organizations that have been operating on certain norms, it's sort of disappointing to see how some individuals in society may experience the discomfort and not support his audacity while he's honoring his needs and persevering with his goals, which is much more purposeful for him to be authentic. Please welcome Mr. Dreyer. Hi, Justin. Good morning. How are you? How are you feeling in this moment? I'm doing really well. I'm very excited. Yeah, great, great. So how have you been with this whole COVID-19 pandemic? Um, you know, just a situation that's evolving, and tell me a little bit about that. How's, how's it been working for you? Well, before COVID, I was uh, doing acro yoga once a week. I was uh, hosting a contra dance once a month. Mm-hmm. Um, I was definitely getting my social spiel in. Um, and then COVID hit, and a lot of things shut down. Um, so it's been kind of a chance to go within and um, figure out some of my shadows mm-hmm. and work with um, challenges, you know, such as COVID. Yeah. So, 
moment of isolation you know, going on um, all around. And I kind of, I knew that was coming, but uh, doing the best, you know, I can. Right, right. I can imagine. It definitely has been a challenge because it sounds like you were like, well, I, I had an opportunity to kind of do a little bit of more insight about myself. Is that correct? You were talking? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's great. Um, so can you share a little bit about yourself to the listeners about what you do and, you know, how how things have been evolving for you? Uh, yeah, my wife took a radical change when I was a foster parent uh-huh. and an uh, urban, urban homesteader. Okay. And I really loved my life then. It was a really happy point in my life because I was taking care of at-risk youth and doing something about the environment. Mm-hmm. Um, so that ended with the divorce a couple of years ago, and I've been trying um, to bring those good, keep those good virtues of what I was doing back then. Um, and my ultimate goal is to teach what I learned. Mm-hmm. Working with more rescues to the rest of the world. Um, it's been a transition, you know, because you work with kids and you're in that energy, and then that's gone. You really kind of have um, a lot. So I do everything from handyman work to uh, automotive work. Uh-huh. Um, I build fuel culture beds, aquaponics. Mm-hmm. Um, I do a lot of these new things that a lot of people don't know about. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it t- kind of takes that holistic approach uh, with kids. So I kind of repatterned my life um, there. I'm currently uh, uh, wanting to build an eco-village or an intentional community and resume foster care in some fashion. Um, figuring out what that looks like and how is, the, you know, quite a bit of a challenge. I, I can imagine. Um... So that, that sounds like you were just trying to ex- see uh, how fa- foster parenting was and then trying to see how you can share and give back to the community. Like, wh- why at-risk youth? I couldn't he- grasp some of that. Why did you choose this particular demographic? <clears throat> well, uh, at the time, I was uh, freshly married, and you know the typical thing to do was to get married and have kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I was kind of system I lost my father at 15 mm-hmm. so I know what that kind of world looks like mm-hmm. um, so we chose to uh, look at you know at-risk youth we started with dogs actually mm-hmm. you know we just saw dogs that were around there we were in Arkansas all the time mm-hmm. and we saw what happens to what society uh, doesn't pay attention to mm-hmm. and what falls through the gaps Mm-hmm. So we had seen foster care in the past, too, with our friends. Mm-hmm. So we knew that was a thing. So we went, uh, it's really simple. We just went to our local uh, foster care agency, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, and went to their classes and started asking questions. And, you know, in, in the dog rescue world, we kind of looked for the big black dogs, you know, the ones that nobody really wants, but the got one. So uh-huh. we asked what that looked like with children, and we ended up taking teen boys that were pretty particularly challenging, um, emotionally and uh, unregulated. Right, right, right. Okay, well, thank you for sharing that. And now, um, well, this is how we met. We met at NVC, the Nonviolent Communication Course, and... You shared something during class which really inspired me about the Wim Hof method of connecting with your body 
Do you mind sharing a little bit about your journey with that? Sure. Uh, let's see. Wim Hof came kind of upon, uh, unintentionally. I it was just cold one winter, and uh, I remember I moved back to Arkansas, and we uh, moved into a, one of my rental houses that doesn't have sufficient heat. And I said, I'm pretty sure there's a way to increase my cold tolerance. Mm. Um, so I googled heat I've had and found the whole world of Wim Hof. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started doing the breathing and a friend gave me the fundamentals course mm-hmm. um, and I've been practicing it for over a year now mm-hmm. um, Wim Hof is a uh, it's a man actually he's been doing this he's been doing this method for about 40 years mm-hmm. it's um, a skill involving meditation uh, through breathing um, and cold therapy mm-hmm. um, cold exposure and it really helps connect your mind and body. Um, when you put your body through stress and you're able to calm your mind during those stressful situations, it becomes much easier to do that, um, you know, all the time, essentially. Mm-hmm. And I could go in for hours on the science behind it, but it improves your circulation, mm-hmm. um, anxiety and depression. It addresses your autonomic nervous system. Um, so, it, and it really helps with your uh, immune system. That was a big push for me to get back into it. You mentioned COVID earlier. Mm-hmm. Wim Hall has been injected with a neurotoxin and was able through, with his method, to not show any symptoms of that. So he's pretty confident he could get corona and, and beat it. And, um, you know, now's one of the best times one it's winter time and two with this coronavirus um, I think we should all be doing the best we can do to boost our immune system for not only corona but anything else that comes our way a lot of the people that practice this don't get sick or they rarely get sick anymore Mm -hmm. and I've experienced that too wow that's amazing so you were just saying earlier is that when you expose the body or you kind of allow the body to experience some sort of um, situation uh, to develop a tolerance is that did I understand that correctly um, yeah you do you do uh, over time build your tolerance and there's something called brown fat brown fat we're born with mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> one of the best quotes I've ever heard was when we're children we have white toes we're, our posture is perfect we have a lot of brown fat um, and then we um, we're, we're put in chairs we're put in air conditioned rooms we're made to sit in uh, you know at school <laughs> we kind of ruin um, all that and shoes to um, mm-hmm. form your feet so yeah and we used to live like this you know we really used to experience the seasons and in and out and um, we were much happier healthier uh, mm-hmm. people when you, you condition yourself to that constant 70 degrees and that's how we get so uber cold then we go inside with artificial lights. We miss out on any sunlight, and then we get what's called seasonal mm-hmm. depression. Mm-hmm. You know? and, and I think there's ways to overcome that for sure. Yeah, I agree with you. And you're saying that artificial exposure, you know, like we, we are trying to somehow find comfort, but that comfort really doesn't help us in a way because we're exposing ourselves to artificial, some sort of artificial stimuli to to develop that comfort and that really isn't helpful for the body. Is that correct? Yeah, and the mental body too, that resistance, 
you know? That's their ego is telling you to go and to be comfortable, you know? Mm -hmm. So you kind of feed your ego. Wim Hof, um, he says in this great Swedish uh, accent, it's, uh, no, no ego, we go. <sighs> Know, just to do it, um, just to do you know, it. And, you know. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. That's a different perspective. Great. So, uh, can you share? Also, I've seen uh, a couple of things also on your profile, Facebook, and I built my curiosity about acro yoga. Um, mm-hmm. You seem to do that a lot, and and how does that help you with your body as well as staying connected to your body? Yeah, I found uh, actually all meditation and everything through the squat rack. Um, uh-huh. You know, get in the power rack and take a deep breath, which was, you know, tied to the Wim Hof method and clear my mind and exercise. And I got all of the benefits from that, the feel good chemicals. Um, and that's, I wanted to pair that too with um, Wim Hof method. You're really activating your opioid and your endocannabinoid system with this breathing mm-hmm. technique. And um, Wim Hof is a big yogi himself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So I found yoga, you know, I found strength training, and that was great for the self. Mm-hmm. And then yoga, you know, with your yourself. But then when you do acro yoga, mm-hmm. which is a form of acrobatics and yoga, mm-hmm. it's a beautiful way to connect you with others. Um, mm-hmm. It starts with two people, but it can get bigger and bigger. Um, any form of acrobatics has kind of changed over time. Of what we call this, but uh, acro yoga, as compared to like gymnastics. Mm-hmm. It's very easy to get into, so there's a lot of entry level, you know, uh, poses. Right. And uh, I I went to a two day workshop uh-huh. about an hour away from where I lived, and nobody was doing it in my town, so I started uh, just to ask people. And I used to do uh, acro on the square in a small town, uh-huh. and uh, got that going. But it improves uh, communication and trust. Um, over Trucker Spears, uh, I'm a base, so the base is usually the one mm-hmm. on the bottom, kind of hoisting the flyer up, and I've seen fear dissipate to confidence, and people that didn't care anything about strength, which is really sad for the body, developed the need to become, or the desire to become stronger through um, acro yoga. And it's great because you don't need any equipment. You don't have to go anywhere. You can just kind of do it anywhere. And it's so, it's so much fun and it lets you into your childlike playfulness right. in a strength building way. It sounds like it's all in one. You get to connect with people. You get to develop your personal strength. You get to overcome your own personal fears. That's amazing. You know. Yeah, and for me, I'm pretty much a very kind of stoic thinker you're very concrete mm-hmm. I really haven't developed my artistic side and I didn't realize when I was doing these poses you know this is a form of living visual arts and that puts it on a whole different level for me wow. that's amazing that's amazing thank you for sharing that now we're going to go into the crux of the whole uh, conversation because like I mentioned earlier you shared about the Wim Hof but also or for confidentiality purpose, we're not going to talk about um, exactly what company, but you said you worked for a postal service company and you are trying to incorporate your daily routine of, you know, being connected with your body. And somehow there was a complaint from a customer that led to termination from your job. So how was that experience for you? Oh, I knew when I, uh, 
was a, a foster parent. I really got this feeling of, and before that, I uh, fostered dogs, and even before that, I joined the army just because of a sense of duty of helping other people. Mm-hmm. Well, when I was done uh, for the moment with the foster care, I really had a hard time transitioning back to the rest of the world. You do a lot of inner work, and you really find out mm-hmm. what the human is and what we're supposed to do. I found that shoes form my feet. I found that shoes insulate me artificially from the environment, and mm-hmm. I've been going barefoot for a few years now. Mm-hmm. And I love the fact, you know, on one hand, I'm driving through this company, and I'm sitting a lot, and it's kind of monotonous, you know, in and out, in and out, mm-hmm. but it's snowing up here. and. That was very challenging for a barefooter, mm-hmm. but I love the fact that I could go for a few minutes barefoot, deliver these packages, and come back. And if I wanted to wear shoes, I would wear shoes. You know, there were houses with excessive dog poop or mm. something out, you know, but I love the fact that I can choose when I want to put on shoes. Nobody's telling me mm-hmm. um, what to do. So... Uh, exactly as you said, I was out, and uh, I got a lot of compliments. Two people told me they were my, I was their heroes. Wow. One lady came up and started telling me about her experience with Woodstock, and mm. and another lady uh, invited me in. She was a Buddhist. Um, she took a picture, because I was usually in a kilt and mm-hmm. barefoot, and uh, she loved me. You know, she said, I'm going to introduce you to my Buddhist uh, community and it sparked so much conversation about these two things yeah. and I wanted to set up a meetup group about Wim Hof um, because you know doing cold dips especially mm-hmm. on nature you want kind of a buddy mm-hmm. and it, it, it ate me because I'm more of an introvert to have conversations with people mm-hmm. how do you how do you go barefoot how do you expose yourself to the cold like that you know mm-hmm. um and that sure kind of tapped on uh, that. So I went in to work uh, one day, and my supervisor said, hey, we got a problem. You know, somebody said you weren't wearing shoes. And they said, uh, I don't want you uh, rolling the ankle. And, I, you know, mm-hmm. it's a little bit ignorant. I, you know, I did ski. Mm-hmm. I taught ski school, and, you know, and I learned through my strength mentor, well, when you brace your ankle and put it in a cast, you're going to blow out your knee. <laughs> and I'd much rather blow my ankle than my knee. And that, that's again, but when you stress yourself, um, even with your feet, I've noticed going barefoot, my feet are stronger, my toes are stronger, I have more mm-hmm. dexterity, mm-hmm. Um, I'm happier, I'm, you know, I don't have to buy so many socks and shoes, which has a toll on the environment. And, um, so when he told me that, you know, I, I said, okay, you know, I, I made an honest mm-hmm. effort to wear shoes. Mm-hmm. Now, mine are pretty narrow and they're work boots. They're kind of like the opposite of barefoot. Mm-hmm. But I, they just started to hurt my feet after a while. So mm-hmm. I sneaked in and the customers would say something like, oh, you're wearing, sh- you're wearing shoes now. And I told them, well, somebody complained to me. Oh, that's horrible. They couldn't believe somebody would essentially tattle on me, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, Generally, if I went in, I was about a week of the same conversation, and they decided to fire me at, the, at that point. And I was thinking, man, I'm here all, you know, very dedicated, you know, and I, I get all my packages done. I do it in a good manner.
thing or not try to so, so we would get this uh, map you know for our deliveries and sometimes it would be wrong so I would go and get my version you know my phone and try to find the place I would ask neighbors really go the extra mile to make sure these people got their packages you know right right and here we have a situation of performances there Mm-hmm. But we're worried about something else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, there's a great book called uh, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Mm-hmm. And I think it's Mark Manson. But uh, in that book, he talks about things like this. We're so focused on um, superficial things that don't really matter. We're missing the, the big point. Yeah. You know, and what's important. And that was kind of a realization um, to that. And I've been told over and over, I probably need to be an entrepreneur and, and start my own business. I, uh, I'm a fan of Bigger Pockets, uh, a podcast on real estate investing mainly, but not necessarily. Uh-huh. And they talk about, you know, when you're in a job, you're making someone else rich. Um, uh-huh. You know, you're working at kind of a price ceiling and you're not really exploring and you're not bringing any more creativity um, to the job as well. Mm. So as usual with life, you know, another challenge helps <laughs> me to um, overcome it. But I feel this experience has, like you were saying, it has um, brought in a different perspective that maybe as an, you, sh- you might want to start your entrepreneur business and um, kind of allows you to see what you really value. And like you said, when you're stuck in a job under a, co- a corporation or company, that mode of creativity somehow gets stunted or um, someone else is making profit out of it where when you have your own voice, when you honor your own needs, when you honor your own values, you could take it, you could take this experience to somebody else. Have you, have you definitely thought about that or, or trying to see where it would take you? Okay. I have um, mm-hmm. actually quite a bit, you know, and mm-hmm. I've even worked for some um, companies that would focus with at-risk youth mm-hmm. in, in different homes and they, to me, were missing some of the key points um, with the youth and it was really hard it's hard you know to develop that creativity that's been pushed down with so many of of, of us humans mm-hmm. and when you bring it up and then it's shot down you know it can be very unmotivating mm-hmm. for sure and it's a lot of just fear and intimidation and um, ego that holds me back um, from doing some of these business ideas too I can imagine. So I really, I really want to be the change. You know, what if I am delivery company that is okay with bare feet, you know? Right. And uh, kind of reach out uh, as far as that. If you were in Florida, I would say that we have, um, well, I, I also work for a company. We're always looking for life coaches. So I wonder up in Washington um, if that would be something in that arena, like life coaching or, um, you know, really allowing kids to get connected at-risk youth really suffer in my opinion um because i've worked in the field that they're somehow disconnected with their their own emotions um disconnected with their body and so for someone to really show them that a different perspective using the wim hof method and using you know your own personal experience can be really motivating and uplifting um yeah absolutely absolutely 
And I struggled with it. You know, I, I was a foster parent near Denver, so I was around my people, you know, the mm-hmm. higher consciousness, more forward thinking. And then I moved to Arkansas, which was backwards. And mm-hmm. it's a real struggle for me because I grew up in the rural setting away from the progressive cities. And I know how bad we need, you know, these things um, because nobody's doing them. You know, you're kind of a pioneer. Right. And with that becomes challenges. And, uh, it's hard to say what I need, you know, do I need to be around more confident people that are more in line or do I really need to bang out by myself these skills um, and, and create it? Um, it's an interesting mix, but that was uh, why I'm, I was in Missouri up until mm-hmm. oh, about two months ago. So mm-hmm. I made a huge move all the way up to Washington and the northern part of Washington on, on that note. You know, and I thought about, well, maybe Seattle, you know, four hours away. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then again, you've got COVID, and then you probably have, well, you can't, you know, do bare feet. And um, and uh, I can kind of fake it a little bit with adults, but when it comes with kids, and they're so authentic and real, yeah, it's hard for me to kind of hold those things back, you know. I uh, freak out when, for instance, a kid gets sugar, you know, and soda. Like, what are you, you just setting up a meltdown in the future? Like, can we talk about diet? Um, but uh, it's interesting for you, you know, to you to say that and to hear your perspective on a, a different area too. Yeah, I definitely think so. And and I wonder if there are like nonprofit agencies, and you know, also thinking about nonprofit itself, you know. Um, and I'm I'm just throwing it out there. I wonder how that would look in that area. Um, that really is more holistic um, to kind of improve, you know, at-risk youth or you know just give them the life skills that they need. Um, so I, these are just ideas that came to my mind as we we're speaking. Um, so yeah, what you're saying is really I think yeah, kids really would appreciate something different. They're always looking for adventure. They're always looking for new ways to connect. And sometimes I feel society has this type of conditioning that limits their full potential. Um, So thank you for sharing that. And I don't know, I wanted to bring this up. When you started talking about feet, um, I've heard that the souls are connected to your organs in the body. And I wonder if that is the reason why you feel much more healthier when you mention that. do you, I, I'm just throwing it out there. Have, have you heard of something like this? Yeah, I've kind of listened to most of the arguments in, in favor of, of going barefoot. And I immediately, very clearly, can see my feet widening, you know, my toes spreading and not so constrained. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as the science behind grounding and all that, I don't know, but... I can definitely, I I explain it kind of like this. You know, when you go into a new place and if you're able to get your hands on it and feel it, it's a whole world of sensation. Mm. And many of us are blind um, in that as we always cover our our feet. You know, when you get up in the morning, you put your socks and shoes on, your feet matter. Do not get any sensations outside of that. You know, they're so insulated and been taken off. I love the fact I can walk into any room or any place in nature and I know exactly where I'm at. Close my eyes, you know, and mm-hmm. even, no, listen, I know where I'm at because my feet are telling me. 
Um, and I know with the Wim Hof method, it, it's really good too. Um, a little bit about that. When you expose your extremities to the cold, mm-hmm. eventually your your body tells your you know your brain tells your heart, okay, bl- pump some more blood to that extremity. You know, we got a we got a problem here. Let's let's increase the circulation. Mm-hmm. So with the snow, that is great. But um, just going out in and nature is my favorite place to go. Um, barefoot, and it's one of the places I I can kind of let go of my fears too. You know, my biggest fears going barefoot are screws and pieces of metal and glass, and all those are man-made things. You know. And how are you so, able to navigate? <laughs> yeah, how are you? I was gonna ask that. How are you able to navigate that when, um, say, you're walking and there's there's these nails and screws or you know the the hazards that may come along? Um, well, I glance at the I glance at what I'm walking. Um, where I'm stepping, which has been so amazing because I've noticed I'm tripping less. Um, I'm, you know, you could, with your bare foot, you can kind of tiptoe, you know, like, can I really put my foot here? Okay, a little more. Well, with shoes, you're just kind of, I don't know, it's a big box and it's going to land somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's been a, yeah. a big change. Well, that's um, and then sometimes you kind of get in trouble. Um, you know, if it's a new area, if it's kind of that mm-hmm. mindset, for instance, the packaging company I worked for, I wore shoes when I was loading the boxes, mm-hmm. concrete floors, you know, moving parts. Um, so you kind of assess your your surroundings. and But it's often much less than you would think, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I was in inner city Detroit, it would be the a bigger deal than if I'm in a a town. Mm -hmm. But it's interesting as you walk through the city, you know, what streets are swept, who's littering, who's not, you know. Mm -hmm. A lot of those things you kind of don't really pay attention to when you're in shoes, you really, you know, pay attention to. I wasn't a fan of littering before, but now Mm -hmm. it just urges me, especially when people throw glass out, you know. I'm like, come on, you don't know that one time somebody doesn't have shoes or they have a, you know, one, don't litter, but two, let's be mindful of what we, what we drop. Right. Um, I'm also, part of my life coaching uh, is Conmary organization, mm-hmm. so it's very much like what is on the floor, you know, right. um, should it be there? Um, and it's truly uh, uh, almost a rite of passage, and, and, and I love it. I absolutely love the, the freedom that comes with that. Do you have any suggestions for our listeners today before we close, Justin? What any thoughts, any ideas? Uh, I definitely um, would explore everyone to have strong opinions loosely held. Mm-hmm. Um, always be a student, you know. Always mm-hmm. uh, seek, you know, to understand. Um, I highly recommend um, this NBC course that me and Nazi are doing. That's been amazing. Yes. Um, it's been great yeah I really I I love what you shared about um, being a student uh, because I think that resonates with me I don't want to ever feel like oh I've mastered everything I'm continuously continuously learning and evolving so thank you for that yeah yeah and that NVC course has definitely allowed us to explore more about you know how do I how do I connect and really um, learn about myself and learn about another person. So that's been really beneficial. 
Um, yes, yes. And I'm hoping to also interview Eze. So, um, nice. Yes. Yeah, so it'll be it'll be interesting to hear his perspective as well. So thank you, Justin, for sharing your experience. I'm really inspired and motivated by your persistence, and um, for honoring what's really important to you. So thank you. Sure. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Listeners um, and my dear challengers, we are evolving daily here at Challenge Me For You. Justin has a website called barefootmountain.net. If you're looking for practical life coaching, please check it out. It's wonderful. I'm going to have a look at it as well. So please continue to enjoy this holiday season in a healthy way. Be safe, be well, peace.